Orgasmic Enlightenment, where the sexual and spiritual come together. I'm Kimanami, and I'm a holistic sex and relationship coach and a vaginal weightlifter. In this show, we explore all things intimate. I believe that our sexual energy is life force, creative energy, and we can use it to shape our worlds, strengthen our relationships, and self-actualize. I blend the most avant-garde information from neuroscience, ancient sexual practices like Tantra and Taoism, to renegade wellness modalities to show you how to create gourmet sex in your lives. Come one, come all. Tantric pregnancy, sex as prenatal care. In today's episode, we are speaking with Amanda, who is one of our favorite and most frequent all-stars. We have interviewed her on her journey from no orgasms to having G-spot, cervical orgasms, nipplegasms, and the biggest orgasms of her life, her birth orgasms. We are talking to her today about her very, very sexual pregnancy and how her libido was not just high, but off the charts. She had a very multi-orgasmic pregnancy. My experience when I was pregnant was the same. I was in a space of totally heightened sensuality where every touch, even a look, would get me gushing wet and having orgasms on the spot. And that's just day to day, not even when I was having sex. When I was actually having sex, they were some of the wildest, most amplified, orgasmic, and ecstatic experiences ever. I felt like an energetic portal was opening and we had tapped into the height of cervical orgasm, magic, and wisdom, amplified by the fact that my cervix was fulfilling its ultimate purpose as the cosmic gateway between life and death. I spoke in last week's episode, All Women Can Have Orgasmic Births, about the idea of pregnancy being a massive nine-month foreplay and arousal experience, which then culminates with birth as the climactic and (laughs) epic ultimate orgasm that it is. So how does that compare to women who are suffering and tortured through their pregnancies? So much so that now women are even opting to have their children carried by a surrogate so as to avoid the experience of being pregnant. Which would you rather? Perpetual orgasmic bliss or constant suffering? Because I assure you, it is a choice. Let's hear from Amanda on how she made hers. Well fucked all stars. All right, welcome back, Amanda. Hi, thank you for having me. What is this like my fifth time? It's fourth or fifth. Is it really? <laughs> I know I've yeah. I was thinking I've lost count. <laughs> yeah. Well here I am again. <laughs> so we've got you back today to talk about your multi-orgasmic, off-the-charts, libido, tantric pregnancy, meaning you have had 
out of your four pregnancies, three of them where you were very libidinous and really using sex, as you say, as prenatal care. So tell us all about this and your evolution, because you see that your first pregnancy wasn't like that. And so what was the shift that then brought you into those spaces for the final or for your last three pregnancies? Yeah. So yes, I'm currently on my fourth pregnancy and given what my pregnancies and birth experiences are like, perhaps that's why I'm on my fourth one. Um, Meaning so, yeah, what? Explain, explain, explain for people who may not know. Oh. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> you know, I'm just assuming people know, but yeah, each of my births, including my first, so I'll get in, I'll get into all of this, but all of my births, including my very first one, have been totally epically orgasmic painless um and blissful you know it's certainly much to my surprise with the first one which again i'll get into but um i don't have experience with birth in any other way like it's all just been complete bliss from the very beginning so so very, very different from all the programming that I was raised with, um, very different from my own birth, anything I'd ever heard, which is, of course, which most of us hear, which is largely pretty traumatic, very painful, um, long, it's like uh, an ordeal, you know, for so many women. And that's just completely opposite of my experiences, again, from the from the very beginning. I love that because essentially what you're saying is that because you've had such epic, blissful, orgasmic births, it's inspiration to keep doing them. Like it's, I think you've said it's your most fun thing to do. It's my favorite thing to do in the whole world. And you can only do it so many times, <laughs> you know? So that's why like, again, I'm not just gonna keep having children just so I can have the greatest orgasm that there is, but I genuinely do want more children and um, that's what's amazing and I'll get into this but that's what's amazing about sex and the work that you teach is that like this is the, the bridge to me between what is the greatest orgasm imaginable in my mind which is birth like I really think actually that's like the true real queen but again like you can only have like so many of those in your lifetime so cervical orgasms to me are like second to that but like completely epic so um yeah i will start i guess with my first pregnancy and birth which is that my 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 first pregnancy it was definitely not like some epic like conscious conception at all like uh it was very much a surprise but definitely like what i what i needed like in my life it's so funny like even though it wasn't a conscious conception my son clearly came to me at a time where he needed to be in my life and completely changed it transformed it initiated me into my life now and all of what i'm going to get into pretty much so um yeah my first pregnancy i had been my husband and i had been together for i think about four years at that point definitely had gotten into like the two year like sex just goes downhill after that point stage and I really was worried and concerned and confused at that time because I my libido completely started to go away I started to become very disinterested in sex it became 
it started to become painful. I was looking, like, actively looking for ways to avoid it. I was literally getting, I was manifesting UTIs to avoid sex, like, an hour before at like 8 p.m. I'd get a UTI, <laughs> like, you know, like it's insane the way that the body speaks to you, you know? Cause now I can obviously recognize that as a way of trying to avoid sex and work deeper on myself and our relationship, but I did not, I just didn't get it at the time. And so that's where, that's where I was at this time. And, um, oh gosh, yeah, we totally, um, conceived i think it was birthday sex for me it was like <laughs> birthday sex for me and uh yeah became pregnant and it was really scary at first like i wasn't we weren't sure if it was something we wanted to do but then very soon i realized that yes like i, I actually absolutely like want to have this baby um i'm very happy to be here and really changed um myself so much like right after that it immediately went into like uh well thankfully at that stage in my life i'd also done a lot of research on i've been going down just a health rabbit hole in general been learning a lot about like the corruption and western medicine i had already been making all my own food myself um so i was aware of the corruption in the system overall and also definitely knew about home birth and water birth and just intuitively i was like oh well that makes so much more sense like why <laughs> i'm just not i'm not gonna give birth under like fluorescent lighting you know with a bunch of people and even from my own um the stories i grew up like my own birth story is very traumatic and i was like why am i gonna potentially walk into the same situation when staying at home just feels so much safer you know so and that was a really huge thing like in my family because um, nobody had ever done it before. I never knew anyone who had given birth at home before, but it was like a no-brainer for me to do that. Um, so I made that decision and um, yeah, like I said, it was kind of controversial at the time, like in my friend group, my workplace, like family, everyone was like, why are you doing this? This is weird. Or are you sure you want to do this? Like, they already figured it out. They know how to do birth, like, better, you know, in the hospital. So that was, that was fun. But, so beyond that, though, I had this really interesting, like, it was kind of interesting to me. So, whereas I was very, like, assertive and, like, really advocating for myself in a way that I never had before in my life, like, to do this you know, home birth. I also was very disconnected from myself at the same time. Like it was really like, looking back on it now, I can see how much was like externalized. And um, like, for example, like I hired a midwife and I was very much looking to her to like be an authority and like kind of like legitimize my decision basically. And um, so I was looking to like other things to um, yeah, I guess just legitimize my decision. I wasn't doing a whole lot of internal work. It's funny because at the same time, like I did love being pregnant. I clearly was like witnessing like the magic of my body and growing this baby. And I was like learning to trust myself so much more deeply, but at the same time, had no like connection to my body at the same time like like i was describing uh, where my sex life was at the time like that didn't get better 
Um, I can't, I don't even know. I could probably count on one hand, maybe how many times we had sex, you know, during my first pregnancy and like definitely like zero, zero self-pleasuring. Um, at that point in my life, I thought I was one of those women who just, just didn't like it. You know, some women do and some women don't. So like that was not even a thing in my mind at all. Um, no connection to my press. Um, yeah, the sex was very chore-like and it was more like I felt bad because there would be such a long like spurt, you know, in between that we would, that we would. Um, but I just, yeah, I just didn't want to do that. So that's kind of the interesting thing is that my birth ended up being completely painless and ecstatic and orgasmic. But um, so that's kind of the interesting thing is that I think that it, this way of birth is completely natural and innate to women. So ideally, you're definitely like sexually connected to yourself. But what I learned in that birth is what I was able to later transfer to doing your work, which I'll get into next, which was surrender. Like I actually learned like in birth, like how to surrender like in the moment and really like totally fall in love like with the process. And I was like just amazed by what my body was doing and being in a completely like undisturbed environment which i was like um my midwife like didn't even she made it for like literally like the final inning like she barely made it i did like 99 percent of my labor by myself and then she made it at the last minute and then um my son was born but um yeah so it was interesting to have been disconnected but then to have learned that connection literally in the moment of birth. And so after giving birth that first time, I was like totally confused. I was like, what did my vagina just do? <laughs> I never had felt anything like that in any sex I'd ever had. Obviously I'd never, self-pleasuring was like just not a part of my life at all. I was like, how do I do this ever again? Like, was that it? Like. <laughs> If I can't access this in sex, like I just had a, a random fluke, like amazing orgasmic birth. Like it was so confusing to me. Um, so, but also so beautiful and inspirational um, because I was like, oh my God, like, okay. So I guess this is possible. And then it was, oh gosh, maybe another 18 months to maybe two years before I discovered your work and after giving birth the whole sex life thing did not improve it was terrible i actually got worse because i was so confused and so i felt even more fractured actually like even though i had had an incredible birth it just felt like this singular experience that i didn't know how to like get back to and again it's there's so many ways that i felt more powerful like in my life and within myself but the sexual piece was really missing for me and i still really didn't understand how to like deeply like connect with my husband at all i, I just couldn't get that like back together at all and so um like i said i discovered your work i think maybe my son was like 18 months or two years or something like that and we'd definitely gotten to like a rock bottom type place in our relationship and 
sex was not happening at all or very very infrequently and um so the way that you spoke about sex was like exactly how i felt in birth you know in my first birth and i was like oh i was like okay like i can i can get back to this you know somehow i can make this like a regular thing it doesn't have to be like an isolated you know experience for me and so yeah that um basically in between my first and second pregnancy is when i discovered your work i took um the well-fucked woman first and it completely like seismically shift like whole shifted like my whole life it was completely i went from you know again like never ever having an orgasm besides my birth like in my entire life like yeah the whole time my husband and i were together i'd never had an orgasm including clitoral and so then i went to well-fucked woman and had learned it's because i had learned i think how to surrender like so massively in birth that what you teach you know in your work is that surrenders is, is like the key to these deeper orgasms so i was so grateful to have had that experience because it transferred over and it was within it was within the length of the salon which is you know eight weeks that i was able to experience like my first vaginal g-spot orgasms um uh, cervical orgasms took a little bit longer, but I, I kept up with all of this work, like very, very dedicated. Um, and it was like another six months that I was able to experience that. But, um, yeah, like I said, just completely whole shifted my life and I was able to just tap back into that which i had experienced in birth and totally changed my relationship. We were, I was finally able to to learn how to like communicate with him and uh, we we've basically been having incredible sex ever since then and that was like the first um yeah that was maybe about four or five years into our relationship and that's when like the sex became like completely epic so later you know in our relationship compared to even like the beginning um so then moving on to my second pregnancy that's when like i was like okay like like i mentioned in my first one it felt very externalized like i was really looking like elsewhere for um not validation but i felt like i was really really like fighting for my choice and really having to like advocate for myself and it was exhausting and so the second time i was like fuck all of that basically i was like i'm gonna go like really really internal and i just like self-pleasured and had sex all the time pretty much it was like sex is my prenatal care that's what it became you know i did have like i actually did hire my same midwife but it was so funny i never had like any questions for her it was just she was kind of a lifeline to um like the natural birth community at the time i didn't really have any um friends who were interested in it this was kind of before like the whole internet world like exploded with connection in that way so that's why i brought her back into my life but largely yeah like i didn't bother to surround myself with people who weren't on my same page and i just weren't really 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 deep within and um yeah it's so funny like i kind of laugh at all the things that people think are prenatal care when it's really just like living 
like your life and for me like i said like sex was a massive massive part of that because that's how you stay in like that frequency and ability to surrender you know which is so of course that's like that's just as important in birth as it is in sex and so many other areas of life and um that kept me in that ability because you know what like going into my second birth i can definitely say i experienced a lot of like mental like fighting with myself like even wondering even though i'd had the birth experience that i did i was like can this actually happen again you know like um is it possible to have like another orgasmic birth and um and it wasn't like forcing myself to self-pleasure or have sex to like force an orgasmic birth experience it was just true like it was just like i was so in my body so able to experience like these orgasms and just forget like the world around me and be so surrendered that it happened naturally you know like and as i've since learned that's that's really the key and i've been able to do it like every single time you know so um, when you say I, it happened naturally like your libido just felt very high like you weren't consciously thinking sex is a great thing to do during pregnancy um maybe on some level you were but you were just feeling very like libidinous oh my gosh very, yeah like insane totally insane yeah because like i had started you know the well-fucked woman work before i actually became pregnant and then i did bkf as well and was so in my body already my 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 natural libido which you're always talking about is like within us had already been like unleashed and then when i became pregnant it just like expanded like even further and i've never yeah it's funny like i already have like now now that i've have been doing this work and again it's been unleashed i have i do have a high libido but it does get like even extra like during pregnancy and i think it's like it's just such an epic like you're literally like creating life you know it's like it's the most potent portal that there is you know in a woman's life so i just feel like it's natural that like your libido your your life force your sexual energy would also just be extremely high if you're really like connected to yourself to your body to the entire pregnant or to the entire like process you know of birthing life and so yeah absolutely like i was really blown away by the difference um like the second time versus the first because like i had these experiences of like and this is what i'm also experiencing now like my breasts like wake me up in the middle of the night because they want to be like touched and and all that and like um same thing it's like or even my my vagina too it's like um like you talk about it's like its own like sentient being it has like its own consciousness you know and it's like they wake me up to do all this stuff and um it's it's incredible it's it's so beautiful and i definitely definitely never thought that that was something that i would ever experience you know but that's what it's just natural if you're in that if you're in that flow already and have done done that work which i did so yeah i love that and what would you say um Hmm. 
So when you talk about sex being your prenatal care, and I love what you said about the frequency of surrender, like staying in tune with that as the best preparation for birth, because it is the same process, this really, really high level, deep level of surrender. Um, And what else would you say that being within that sexual flow and energy did for you as prenatal care, like during, you know, preparing you for birth and opening you to that experience? What are, what were the other benefits that you felt? I would say kind of what I was touching on earlier, which was being able to go inside as opposed to outside. Like, um, You know, I was thinking when you when you talked about like the seeking out of the midwife and I can see how people would think, okay, like I go to the midwife, which is the alternative structure and I do what I'm told there, but it's still a very external orientation, right? Like listening to a better class of authority than say an OBGYN, but still looking to them as the authority and them as like the guide. Okay, well, and what do I do here? What do I expect here? Rather than what, you know, I teach in my work and we talk about in this whole world of free birthing is that you, you are your own authority. Your body is your own authority. And I would say then within this conversation is that you as a sexual being are the ultimate authority because the wisdom and the intuitive flow. And again, that sense of surrender, which, you know, I always talk about the parallels between spiritual and sexual surrender. They're really one in the same, the sense of opening up to a greater power, a greater energy within ourselves or the universe at large and becoming a channel for that. And the little parts of us step aside, it's the exact same process. Yeah. 100%. I totally agree. And yeah, in my second pregnancy, I would say is when I had a massive consciousness shift and like, even more like so much I I had learned and learned to trust myself so deeply in my first pregnancy. But my second one, I feel like is where it was a massive like, oh gosh, how to describe it. It was like a really reality shattering time for me because I was struggling or not me not struggling but I was like letting go of these parts that still had like a connection or feeling like um yeah I guess a connection to these external forces of authority you know all of us have grown up in like this western allopathic world and we all have little things in our mind that bring us back now and again that we have to like continually like release and let go of and my second pregnancy I would say was like a massive massive time of letting go of my ties with that world and um it was kind of a challenge for me because I hired my midwife almost immediately (laughs) upon becoming pregnant which I you know wish I hadn't done I I do love her. I really do. As far as like midwives go, she's very, she's so hands-off, very consent-based, but it's just, um, it's just even a subtle authority over yourself is actually pretty suffocating. And you don't realize that until you go another way, which is what I've since done. Like I've done, I've had two, this is my second wild pregnancy, which is literally zero hired care of any kind. There's nothing in 
you know, uh, midwifery or um, OBGYNs, nothing at, at all, you know? And so in my second pregnancy, like I said, I fired her, but through doing all of the sexual work and being really like within myself, I was like, why did I hire her? Like, I don't understand. Like I have nothing, nothing to ask her, nothing to go for to her for. She can't make me feel the same crust in my body. Like I'm connected to God in the universe that cervical orgasms help me feel. She can't give me that, you know, like that's all you actually need is understanding how how this is so for you this is what women do you know and yeah i was just like oh my god like why did i hire her so that was a big struggle for me because i that was when i actually um had really discovered free birth and was like oh my gosh i wish had gone that way instead and that was on me like i could have fired her and i and i didn't so that's a huge lesson for me and why my last two pregnancies have been without any care whatsoever but um yeah it was so interesting um in my second birth with my daughter like um compared to the first there were moments where i could see how i could have teetered i started to teeter on experiencing pain but and it was because like i it was like that's very subtle subtle like frequency of having someone in my sphere who was a quote authority she wasn't doing anything to me she wasn't asking me questions she was in another room but it was just her presence at all that was like making me feel like uncomfortable you know because i was like i just want to be like i want to be like in the wilderness by myself i don't want to ever have anyone with me again i don't need them um they don't you know they don't need to be with me i can do this by myself and it's like disconnecting me to have somebody in my sphere when this is something that's like just so internal and i'm feeling like high you know like i can't i don't want anyone near me basically but the thing is is what was so interesting is that because i feel like i've really kind of like mastered the ability to surrender even in moments like that through again this the sexual work and just staying surrender is more like a way of life you know it's it's like a, something i can tap into like so easily even in times of um stress like that so i really there were times where i teetered on i knew i could have gone over into the side of pain but i didn't because i was able to completely let it go and i, I did accept my decision at the time i was like you know what this is what i've done it's okay if she does come in and do anything, I'll push her away for now, but I'm, I'm here and I'm going to, I'm going to do this thing, you know? And absolutely. Like I was, I totally had an epic, you know, orgasmic birth again. And, and the sensations, um, turned from being again, teeter I, I wouldn't even say that they ever went fully into pain, but I could see that they, they were like kind of on their way, but they, they transformed and they became, um, more just, just, powerful without pain and just feeling like i loved them like i loved the feeling of them you know they feel to me they feel very blissful and i know that it's just the brilliance of our bodies like working i don't fear it at all you know um so yeah that was an interesting thing that i experienced that i was able to get out of those moments like from what from what i've learned you know from doing this work um what else 
Yeah, and that was like my initiation into being like taking complete full self-responsibility for my birth experiences and being really clear. I was like, I don't need this like ever again, you know, like it just cut the last little mental ties that I had to that world and feeling any kind of, um, yeah, it's just interesting to think of why I even hired her to begin with, you know, like I just didn't at the time, like even have the courage to like, you know, fire her. I could have done that, but um, I just couldn't at the time. And now I just, I would never even enter that world, you know, midwifery or certainly, certainly an OBGYN or doctor, like definitely not, but um, not even midwifery. I'm good. I think, you know, there's also that connection with the idea that I talk about being a well-fucked woman. One of the hallmarks of being a well-fucked woman, or I would say phases that I look at when a woman's really arrived into that energy of self-possession is not giving a fuck what other people think about you. And you become very clear about yourself and your own autonomy, your own authority, your own opinions, because you've lost this veneer of giving a shit what anybody else thinks. And so what might be there for people, it is in there for everyone, but now it can come out unobstructed because nothing's blocking it. All of these other self-censoring, other censoring things that we allow to attach to us just fade away and we're just left with our own truth and our own direction in life. Totally, because that's like even a next level then for me that I had to reach or that I had to embody like going into my third pregnancy because this was then like the time where I... Um, of course, didn't hire anyone at all. It was just me from the very beginning. I never even took a pregnancy test. Um, Like, yeah, my prenatal care was sex, self-pleasuring, being with like-minded women, eating all the foods that I like, you know, like (laughs) it's, it was, it's just so funny. It cracks me up. Like the, what we have constructed as being, prenatal care all these things that you're supposed to do when it's literally just living your normal life as as normal you know there's nothing else to do except just um yeah except just what or sorry what are you gonna say yeah and so my this this time this third time was then like a next level of embodiment for me because again it was clear that when it well, I I had to tell everyone that I'm not going to see anyone at all. Um, actually what I did do this time is I actually did wait like quite some, I was actually more insulated. I was, I actually purposely like insulated myself and didn't want to invite any kind of energy that was unwanted for me or that would be questioning in any way. And I was so comfortable in doing that. Like that was a, a boundary that I have always struggled with making with my family or like friends that I'm not like totally aligned with anymore. Um, I, I felt like zero, I was not compelled in any way to just tell people, you know, that I was pregnant or how I was doing it. When it did come up, it was like so much more casual. I was like, oh yeah, it's just going to be, you know, me and my, me and, you know, me and my husband this time, like not a big deal. And then, you know, you get the, you get the, like, what do you mean? (laughs) Like, who's going to be there though? (laughs) Like, who's going to? deliver the 
baby and all these silly questions and it's like other kids are gonna be there and my husband's gonna be there we've got some kittens in the house they'll probably be running around you know um me the the mother who's giving birth to the the baby (laughs) coming out of my vagina that i can reach physically with my hands maybe me you know like it's (laughs) insane like the like you how trapped people are in their minds when they ask these questions that are once you get to this place you realize like how silly they are even though these are the questions that like everyone grows up wondering like yeah who's gonna deliver the baby who's gonna who's gonna save the mother from this like experience you know like that's what it feels like and um once you get to this place of being like i don't need anything whatsoever like besides myself um it's just it's just laughable it's really really all the questions just feel so um so so ignorant (laughs) and you can only just kind of laugh it off but um yeah so that was just the next level of like self-advocacy that i had to make but it wasn't so like it wasn't come from a place of like fighting for myself at all anymore it was just something i was like yeah this is what i'm doing what i'm doing you know not a big deal like didn't have to explain myself in any way whereas previously i definitely felt that like i was like i felt the need to explain what i was doing and it's because i didn't have the same level of internal you know resourcing and strength and belief in myself that i did at that stage in my life and uh, now it's funny because now on my fourth time like everyone's just like oh she's just doing her thing like now nobody cares at all like you know i got questions like number one two and three but now everyone's like oh we don't give a fuck she's just doing her thing um but yeah so that it's just it's been such a beautiful beautiful journey to just keep cutting those ties and be where i am now you know of complete and utter like belief in myself it's astounding to me that i guess i even had to do that work in the first place you know like this shit where i am now should be like the natural place where everyone every woman is like i it's mind-blowing to me that i had to do so much to get here but but i am you know and i'm so grateful and there's like just such an epic revolution right now happening of women reclaiming this and feeling that they can do this on like a deep cellular level and um it's really beautiful to see and i'm so excited like i said i giving birth literally is my favorite thing to do and i can't wait you know until this fourth time um i always say i and it's so funny like i always say like i could give birth at any moment and it's that surrender of course i don't like want to give birth before it's like like right now i'm only like four months right now but you know what i mean it's just that that mindset that i have that i could give birth at any moment and it's really the same that's the surrender that i've learned it's like i can surrender to my circumstances like i can um whatever you know whatever is happening i can sink into that moment and that's what you know all the work that i've done with you has helped me to accomplish you know just again just be in that frequency of surrender can you speak more to that and what it means 
sexually for you? Like we've talked about the frequency of sex, the power of cervical orgasms, the relationship with surrender, but specifically sexually, what does that look and feel like for you? Yeah. So, you know, I can't help but like relate birth to like everything and just knowing of course what it's like to give birth. It's so similar to sex because you know when you're when you're in labor um you just don't really know what's going to happen there's there's an unknown there and it's exactly the same as with sex it's like you're in this really powerful charged experience like you're connected with your partner whereas in birth you're connected with your baby and um it's just like it feels like it could be really scary because you don't know what's on the other side. Like leading up to a cervical orgasm can be really, um, well, it can be scary sometimes because it, ju it just feels so like massively charged. Like you don't know what's going to like come out of you, what sounds are going to come out of you, what, I don't know, memories you might get, you might cry. You're, you're, it's like, just even the recent ones that I've had have felt have been like the most insane like catharsis that that I've felt. It's just like you don't even know what you're going to let go of, but you can feel that it's huge, you know. And so leading up to that, it's like you have to trust and allow yourself that your body knows what it's doing and that it's going to get rid of something that you really need or or initiate you into like a higher level of um like bliss and love and that's really scary to like receive you know for a lot of people and it has been for me too like for sure like i've had a lot of um intimate intimacy issues for for sure like allowing my husband to like bring me to these places like has been very very hard in many ways um i naturally have had like a a, a block an intimacy block you know like heart I would even say like my heart, you know, has been like closed in many ways. Um, and so doing this, it's like, it's just that risk of vulnerability and you have to trust that going on that other side, you're actually going to be initiated into a higher level of love, you know, which is, which I think is what the challenge is. It's just the, the difficulty in accepting what that feels like that that you could be loved that you could be you know accepted on this level and um it's really the same with birth in my opinion it's like are you going to allow your life force to like move through you or are you going to block it you know and be afraid of it and shut yourself down and for me it literally just feels like um like all all my muscles like everything just completely like i consciously like tell myself to like let go and like relax and um you because because you can feel where you're holding back like with tension you know whether it's like in sex and you're like closing up here and there like different muscle places or in birth like resisting like a contraction um and making it a lot worse by like like by doing that as opposed to like really like a lot like sinking into it and allowing it to like to move through you instead so that's that's kind of my experience with it um yeah that's what i would say i love that that's really beautifully described yeah. 
And how would you describe then your day-to-day interactions if you're if you're open to describing them with your husband with yourself like what does it look like to feel like you have an off the charts libido during your pregnancy Mm. right like how often are these things happening how long are they happening for it it feels like what you talk about like being available like anytime anywhere um and just you just do it's it's like even what i said like i could give birth anytime it's like oh i could have sex anytime you know like it feels like that and like it's just absolute constant like gushing wetness for one thing like even more than normal um like even it feels like beyond me like i was saying earlier it's like my breasts in my vagina like they have their own schedule of what they want to do things and some things like sometimes i have to get things done but like they're way louder than me so i have to stop it again like i do have three kids right now so it's not like i can actually just stop at any moment and do these things but sometimes i actually will like you know close the door and do what i need to do yeah and my so obviously so for me like i'm self-pleasuring a lot like i said like it's just i'm even being woken up in like the middle of the night um my husband works late sometimes so sometimes he's not there and so i have to do my own thing and i and i do and like i'll self-pleasure for like yeah this last week you know people always talk about like oh like if you wake up at you know two or three a.m., like it's bad or whatever. Like I'm waking up, I'm still pleasuring for like two hours. Like like almost every day, I'm waking up like at that time, and like I'm just like, okay, well, it's either sex or self pleasuring, you know, in the middle of the night, because I'm literally being woken up, you know, and feeling like the yeah, like I need to do that. So I'm doing that, and then my husband, like he's he's always been amazing well actually since we've like embarked on this work he's he's like very takes it very seriously to like improve on his skills and to really like take serious serious time to like get to get to know open and um just worship my body like he um he's an incredible i don't even have the need to go to massages elsewhere honestly like every time we have sex pretty much like we open with like a full body massage that's at least like 45 minutes long or you know even close to an hour and he just like he loves it you know and so that of course makes me feel incredibly loved and open and all of that and then you know and then after that is like another hour or so 45 minutes an hour you know of sex after that and then sometimes another time (laughs) beyond that time so um gosh what else it's um so you'd say every day you're having sexual experience almost every day almost every day like some you know sometimes there's a day where it's not but pretty much every day and and at least like the it's like that simmer that you talk about is there like i'm connected like i'm ready i'm in that um that surrender you know i could i could do any of that and i'd probably do more often if I didn't have three children. Right. But I just wanted to point that out for people. You have three children, you work, and you have a husband, and you're still, and you're pregnant, and you're still having sex or self-pleasuring nearly every day, and sometimes for hours mm-hmm. at a time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it does, like, you know, because this is, like, the difference in what you teach is that it's, 
if you're doing it the way that you're that we're meant to like it's it's energizing it's not it's not draining you know it's not like just a a a quickie or you know just one thorough orgasm or whatever it's nothing like that it's like it's just so deeply like replenishing and and again it gets to this point where like i've been saying it's like my body is telling stopping me to tell me that i need to do that because it's craving it you know like my vagina is will like just start like pulsing or, or my breasts you know they 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 feel like they need to be touched or whatever so um yeah it's been incredible to experience definitely something i thought i never would something i didn't even know was possible was so opposite of my life experience you know before discovering your work which and i've been practicing it now for i guess about six years now and um yeah so yeah six year journey of being of living this anami lifestyle <laughs> and you you mentioned or i think i just want to make it clear that your libido has been amplified during pregnancy so obviously you've been doing all of this work as you say for six years so there's been this up level in your sexuality and your relationship but you actually feel even more amplified sexually during pregnancy correct yeah i would definitely say that it kicks in again these past three pregnancies you know um it kicks in almost immediately like it's it's um i guess it it just is it's that flow of life because it's extra you're growing like another life so i feel like it's just like extra life force and it's just it's so much more amplified i can't even think of another way to describe it it's just the pleasure feels more the lubrication is more everything is so much more sensitive like it's just that swelling of being full of life that's the only like reason or connection that i can think of like whatever if somebody wants to talk about some kind of hormones or whatever like to me that's the reason you know it's like once you know and make that connection between life force energy sexual energy it only makes sense that being pregnant you have more you know and you're this you're already this portal that is so open to you know receiving life and then are going to give life and um it just yeah it's already amazing non-pregnant times it's already my libido is already really high every you know it's very i've gotten to a point where it's very easy for me again to surrender and experience cervical orgasms um the pleasure is already really really high normally but it's like even more you know uh, when i'm pregnant which is so beautiful um to experience yeah and there's um something that i feel like i need to be clear about that with you know even the the experiences that i've had like these totally orgasmic um pregnancies you know like and births it's not as though the entirety of like the pregnancy for example is just like all unicorns and rainbows and i'm just feeling like you know on top of the world at every moment it's it's really it's not always like that like in every pregnancy all of us have like a lot of our own you know store traumas and stuff to work on programming to work on um and i'm no exception to that and that that's kind of part of my point that i want to make is that doing this sexual work and learning how to surrender you're also working on a lot of these really 
challenging things that is very unique to each of us. We all have our own things to work through, like in our pregnancies that come up. And just as an example, like this, this one that I'm, that I'm in right now, it's, it's wonderful. I absolutely love it. I love being pregnant. I feel very connected, you know, to my baby and all of that, but like, I've never ever cried more than I have now in my entire life. I could just start crying at any moment. And I just like, right now I could cry, you know, like, and it feels like things are being released like from whatever like my unconscious like I don't even know where like it's just being released during this time and sometimes it feels really really heavy and I don't know what it is but that's part of the beauty is that you don't need to know what it is you know it's just coming out of you and so it's not like I'm going through like this massive like hardship in my life but yeah like there's there's things that are coming up that are very like painful for me and i'm crying them out like literally i've been talking about you know like self-pleasuring or having sex in the middle of the night just the other night i woke up at 2 a.m and i was bawling i was just crying and i felt so sad about nothing and that i could really like specifically link it to but i was just feeling that way but at the same time i was like insanely turned on <laughs> So I had, I saw pleasure for like an hour. I got, I used my SIVA, which is my favorite. I don't even use the other ones. I just go straight to SIVA. And um, I, you know, so I had, and I was like crying and self-pleasuring. And it was like an incredible like catharsis. And I felt like I, you know, was just purging whatever it was that needed to be purged. And that I felt so cleansed after. Totally had incredible, you know, cervical orgasm as a result. And I cried a lot more after that too. But um, it just, it felt amazing, you know? And that's, yeah, I guess I just want to make that clear that like, you can have this these kinds of pregnancies, these kinds of births, but you're definitely still working on whatever it is within you that needs to be released. And I've done that in all my pregnancies. This one, this fourth one has been the most intense when it comes to dealing with whatever stuff. And again, that's actually part of it. I can't really like really link it to anything. It just feels like a lot of stuff from my past that's like being released at this time. And I'm just trusting my body to, to let go what needs to be let go. Um, just like you do in a cervical orgasm, just like you do in a birth, which is so beautiful. Um, because you can trust your body to do that. It'll, it'll release whatever needs to, to go. Um, so yeah, I, again, I just want to make that very clear. It's not as though it's just this like perfect blissful experience, like every single moment, there's definitely, you know, pain that comes up, but this is like the best portal in my opinion to re to let go of that stuff like for good and to be completely reborn like i really wish there was some like visual or some something I, I wish i could see what the moment of birth looks like actually like what gets released like from the body or from a cervical orgasm like because it's like where does it go like it's it's gone after and you feel like a completely different person but 
yeah I, I just love thinking about that like the visual of the stuff leaving like what color is it like what texture I don't know but you just know that it's gone you know and you you do feel like a different person so that's another thing is that you can really look at doing all of this work as um being such a powerful ally for whatever challenges that you're going to come up against like in your pregnancy um you know and, and of course in life overall but like definitely during pregnancy because we we do we all have our own stuff to deal with um so yeah i would just like to add that i love that and what you were describing about feeling like you have this sadness that needs to come out and you cry and you let it out and you don't even know what it is it reminds me so much of the cervical orgasm releases of crying when there's something yeah. that's big and stuck and you can cry and fuck it out of you and you don't even know most of the time what it's related to you can just feel yeah. it needs to come out and be released and it's so amazing if you just follow and trust that pathway yeah i love how you said that is there anything else that you want to add hmm. gosh not really i guess just to look at this sexual work like yeah not something to like force upon yourself like I'm going to make myself self-pleasure like every day to equal an orgasmic word. That's not really how it works. You, you have, whether it's, whether it's sex, whether it's birth, self-pleasuring, whatever you, you have to actually be in the moment and completely like present with it. You can't force that stuff, you know, like, and I really do. I think sex is like this untapped um, pre prenatal care, you know, for women that is really some of the best, way to connect yourself to the feeling of birth before you even experience it you know so i think it's so potent for women no matter you know what pregnancy they might be on but for women who are on their first like gosh i wish i had known you know like pe women are always like so concerned because they're like i have no idea like what birth feels like i'm i'm terrified but it's like go have a cervical orgasm that's like the next closest ex experience that you could possibly have like people you know i think we talked about this in the last interview but people want to go do plant medicine you know to access these like other dimensions and what what being like opened by the universe might feel like well it's like you already have that literally in your body that you can tap into every single day of your life so it's like go straight to the source instead and you will be able to experience like get a glimpse of what birth feels like and be able to learn what you the only thing you actually need to learn how to give birth is to surrender you will make all all the intuitive decisions you need um from being in that state and this is this is this is the best way like nothing else really teaches you on that level how to surrender fantastic is awesome as usual <laughs> we're five for five or six for six or whatever yeah. it is something <laughs> who even knows <laughs> thank you so much for giving me the opportunity i just yeah it's so important for me to to talk about this stuff and just show like another way of being you know it's not a fluke obviously this is i'm on my my fourth one at this stage and um you know, from first to now, like, it's just, it's something that you can do. Um, yeah, so I appreciate the opportunity to speak about it. Well, thank you so much for sharing. 
Amazing, isn't she? Let's be clear that Amanda's experiences are the result of what she's referred to several times during our conversation as doing the work. So what is this mysterious work? It's the process of clearing the blocks that prevent you from realizing the true potential that we all have. This is the Anami guarantee that all women, all people can tap into this innate knowledge and pleasure that is our birthright. The work is then committing to and implementing new ways of being, new techniques to get to the core of your own truth of who you really are. This is the crux of everything that we do in my salons. A feng shui clearing of your life, your psyche, your body, and your bed. <laughs> Remove the debris and the clutter, much of what isn't even yours to begin with, so that the true you can emerge. And you can do this in all of my salons. All of the sexual work on you and your relationship to your own body and your partner is the most essential birth preparation. And to take that even further, I created my Sexy Mama Salon. I am extremely passionate about women and men liberating themselves from the fear and the violence-based allopathic medical surgical birthing apparatus and instead being able to experience the most transcendent moments of their lives in birthing their children through their own power. In my eight-week online Sexy Mama Salon, I arm you with all of the facts and energetic awareness to take you there. It's full of meticulous research and the most cutting-edge quantum techniques to give you the confidence to birth through your own power. You don't have to be committed to home birth to take the salon. However, many women end up choosing that route, though, once they see that it's actually the safest option. Yes, even statistically speaking. In the salon, we cover everything from preconception to blissful pregnancy, how to create an orgasmic birth, and an empowered postpartum and early childhood. All of the alternative and most cutting edge ideas that I know of and that I used in my own pregnancy and birth, and much more that I have learned since, are all included in the salon. The salon is open for registration now. This may be the last time that we run this salon live, and so if you're keen, now is the time. You don't even have to be pregnant to take the salon. If you know that you want to have children in the future, this is your ultimate compendium of all you need to know, and you have lifetime access to it. Go to kimanami.com, look for Sexual Savant Salons, and then click on Sexy Mama to sign up. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and also leave a review and send someone else the gift of a healthy libido and an off the charts love life by sharing this episode with them. We'll be back next week. And in the meantime, many happy orgasms.